Fairy Sherry here, and this is Pink Noise, a show dedicated to amplifying the voices of those who have mined and shined their inner gold. This is episode 42, and that means in 10 weeks, we'll be at 52, our one-year anniversary with Cafe Racer Radio, and a big shift is coming, a pivot, a refinement, a fine-tuning. I'm going to zoom in on the voices of those who are here to serve, who offer one-to-one support to anyone who is on the path of becoming. These are individuals who are sharing the medicine that they needed to heal. And maybe there is someone else out there in the world who needs that cure. If their wisdom could be the life hack that you need, the shortcut to pull you out and through and beyond, then I want to grab my megaphone and amplify those voices. Starting on the one-year anniversary of this program, I'll be launching a website called Pink Noise Posse as a resource, providing content from these guides and practitioners who I've featured on previous episodes. Pink Noise 2.0, the radio program, will begin on this one-year anniversary. Shorter episodes that are deep dives with these guides. So I want to hear what questions you have. What topics have we brought up that you want to dig into deeper? And I'm going to continue on my path of being a champion for these individuals. Because my goal and what brings me alive is to see other humans more fully self-expressed. Because when we stop asking what the world needs and ask instead what makes us come alive and go do it, then we become a world with more alive people. And that's a world I want to live in. Today, I am that guest. This is a solo show as I'm traveling in Italy and I find myself in a place I've never been before. Physically, figuratively, (laughs) and literally. I've never been here before. The background are the cicadas. They're attempting to cool themselves down in this hot heat. I'm outside of Umbria at my partner's mom's villa for a family vacation. And I find myself in the company of strangers who are not family, but who are also here. And with that come some unexpected challenges. And that's the topic of today's program. But I'm going to layer this experience, this experience that I'm having in real time with prose from one of my favorite spiritual Sherpas. Heather Fantine was a guest on episode 21, and she is someone that I have turned to for years. And it's amazing to me that her birthday Facebook post this week spoke directly to my experience. And in it, I found the medicine that I needed to process what I'm going through and to give me the perspective I desperately needed. 
It's my belief that when you align yourself with a spiritual guide, that it's not a one-and-done relationship, that there's something about them and the way that they see the world that continues to guide me. This is the way with Heather. My first experience of saying yes to Heather was a soul on fire retreat out in the woods in Washington state. And I just separated from my husband of 20 years. And I sat in a room with 12 women, none of whom I'd met before. And for four days, we bared our hearts and our souls and we explored our grief and our trauma and our pain and our love and our beauty and our joy. And that was the beginning. That was the beginning of my unraveling. And nearly five years later, I am still receiving gifts from this wise soul. As I read what she wrote, her opening and closing lines were choose love, choose life, and choose you. So I'd like to unpack what that means for me right now. To choose love in the face of adversity, in the face of disconnection, to choose love. Last night I was saying to my partner that it's hard to care about someone who doesn't care about you. And yet I do. Like I'm so open-hearted that I don't know how to not care even when the other person isn't interested in receiving any love or attention and doesn't want any connection. How am I to move forward in a situation like that? It's so counter to, to the narrative of who I am to pretend like that person doesn't exist, to turn myself off so that I'm not impacted. That's a foreign territory for me. And yet I read her words, choose love. For me right now in this moment, choosing love is love of self. How do I love myself more in the face of adversity, in the face of disconnection? What is the kindest thing that I can offer myself to create more joy and more ease? I'm going to be looking for opportunities to choose love of self. The second statement, choose life. Look at all that's living around me and how beautiful it all is. It would be a disservice to spend time in sorrow or grief or discontentment because of another person who's not 
able to connect. When there's so much more life around, staring me at the face. So choosing where I put my attention. And to consider my energy as a precious resource that isn't available to just anyone. And that's where boundary setting comes in. And God damn it, that's hard. Why is it so hard to set boundaries and limit what you give out, regardless of what you get back? For anyone that follows me, has probably heard me say that I grew up in Victoria, B.C., and I went to this um, really beautiful uh, Sunday school, and it was called the Truth Center. And the motto there was, Live Life Lovingly. And every Sunday they opened with, every Sunday we opened by speaking the most important thing in life is to be happy. When you are happy, you make others happy. I grew up believing that. I grew up believing that was true, that the ripple effect of my happiness impacts others. And that that was my job. That was my duty as a human being to spread my joy, my love, and my happiness to others. And when it's met with resistance and a brick wall, it's like there's a piece of me that kind of dies inside. Like there's angst there. Later in in Heather's birthday prose, she writes about letting go and surrendering and letting go of things that you cannot control. Let go of things that don't matter, even if they seem like big things. In the end, she said, they're all little things. So layering that over my experience right now, I should tell myself, they don't matter. Let it go. Let let go of control and trust the process, trust life itself. And that's where my partner's mom showed up last night to ask me, what's the lesson here? What's the lesson for me? I woke up knowing that there is a lesson for me in all of this. And that's why I'm sharing this personal story right now. Because I want to remember, I want to remember that moments that feel like crisis or chaos or disconnect, that that's an opportunity to get curious. I get to use my training here. I get to dig into my toolbox and say, what does this have to teach me? What do I get to learn from this experience? A feeling disconnected where I want connection. And I'm reading from my wise spiritual Sherpa that let go of control and trust the process. So my job is to turn toward 
turn toward this feeling, turn toward the discomfort, and tune in. Tune into to myself. Tune into what this is reminding me of. What is this bringing up for me? What does this experience have to teach me? I mean, I'm working through this in real time, so I don't actually have the answer yet. I just, I feel like turning towards the question is the process. Turning towards the question is how to soften and dissolve some of the pain. I bring up the Four Agreements a lot, Don Miguel Ruiz's book, and the number of times I reread the passage, Don't Take Anything Personally. And here I am, all these years later, still trying to remember that what other people do has nothing to do with me. Again and again and again. Be like the river and flow. Not clutching onto the banks, afraid to go with the flow. Trying to hold on to some imagined perception of what this vacation was going to look and feel like. We can't control how other people behave. All we can control is how we respond to the situation. Choose love. Choose life. Choose you. Last night, Kevin's mom told me, put the blinders on, Sherry. Have your own vacation. Be the joyful person you are. And don't worry about someone else's experience and what they're doing and whether or not they're engaged with us. It doesn't matter. Choose you. What does that mean? What does that mean to you? To choose yourself. I mean, I guess that means you have to value yourself more. You have to value this precious life. You have to value this precious life. Heather's words continued that all the forces of light and love are supporting this moment. Everything you need is being brought to you. And as I read that in the context of right now, I'm imagining that this conflict was supposed to happen. It was supposed to happen so that I can lean in and grow from it. To trust that the timing is right and that everything is perfect. Those were also things that Heather wrote. To be balanced, powerful, deeply allowing. Even when I feel almost disgusted by the lack of respect and the rudeness of the other guests. How they behave has nothing to do with me. 
has nothing to do with the family. Let it all flow. Let it all move through me. And let it continue to grow me. These moments which become chapters, writes Heather, they are a gift. You are exactly where you are supposed to be. Keep nurturing and tending to your inner garden. Let us embody love. Let it be the force that guides our every choice. So I'm going to heed these words. I'm going to heed these words. They are exactly what I needed to read today in this moment to be with this experience. Learning how to accept discomfort, learning how to accept the boundaries of others, learning how to meet resistance and not take it personally. When I zoom out from this experience and I look at the big picture, I can see there is so much to be grateful for and that this is indeed a very small thing. In the moment, it feels so big. But zooming out, I know it's insignificant. When friends lose friends and friends lose family, those are the big things. Those are the life pivots. Those are the moments of reckoning when you realize how precious life is and how much gets wasted on these petty, insignificant experiences that we allow to sap and drain our energy and our life force, our love and our joy and our beauty. I don't want that to happen. I know you know what I'm talking about. The importance of appreciating every moment and savoring it as if it were your last. And these words from Heather gave me the perspective I needed to zoom out and open my eyes just a little wider. This isn't a moment to sweep under the rug and be in denial. This is a moment to feel and to learn. Why I'm talking about it right now? Because there's a lesson here for me. And I feel like this entire program are really a compilation of life lessons that I needed to hear. Before I part with you on this program today, I would like to honor my friend and guide, Heather Fantine. And the way that I want to do that is for her birthday. She was requesting for anyone who feels compelled to support a beloved family of hers, a family that is very close to her heart, lost one of their baby girls at 19 to domestic violence. 
I lost one of my very dear friends whose name was Julie Hawes and she was murdered by her husband and he never faced reckoning for that. And those of us that love Julie had to live with that injustice and we choose to make donations to women's shelters so that those who escape domestic violence can feel more love and more support as they make their way through to the other side. And so in honor of Heather requesting donations for her birthday to go to this family, I'm going to put a link in the show notes. And if you've been touched by the impact of domestic violence, then maybe in honor of my spiritual guide, you too might make a donation to this family. That is all for today. Thanks for listening to this special episode of Pink Noise. Until next week, I'll have a new guest. I'll be sharing wisdom from the very talented Julie Adams. Keep mining and shining the gold within.